Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for riding along today. Literally, you don't know it, but yet again I'm driving in my truck this time around. I'm driving home from work. And thank you for joining us. You can always find us online at pathtozion.com where you have, I don't know, 27, 28 months now worth of audio recordings and of course there are videos over on youtube track us down there you can always message us through facebook as well or send us an email at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com i just wanted to come on today and do some more chit chat commentary i had something happen today that that doesn't happen to me every day um there are seasons in my life where it is a little more frequent than others and it has not been very frequent as of late, but but today I was I was eating lunch. Um, the town that I'm working in, that I was working in today, it's just small town, USA, <laughs> Nowhereville, and uh, it's actually this little gas station slash cafe. I work over in that town once a week, and I was it has three booths inside where you can sit, and I was sitting there eating. And including mine, all three booths were full today. It was quite a rarity. One table had an older couple, an older gentleman, and then um, I would say a girl in her early 20s who was somewhat mentally challenged, um, developmentally, just the way she was acting and that sort of thing, just the way she was behaving. Which is really beside the point, other than just kind of setting the table of, of the scenario that unfolded today. And uh, they are there first when I arrive, and as I sit, I'm I'm doing what I always do. I hate to say it, but I'm checking my messages. I'm trying to contact a manager about work for tomorrow, and this, that, and the other. I'm I'm talking to my wife, and being nosy as I am, I'm just kind of listening to what they're talking about. Of course, it's there's no way not to unless you plugged your ears. <laughs> but I'm just kind of listening. I'm always intrigued by people and, and what they talk about and, and just who they are and how people think. Always been that way as long as I can remember. So I'm doing that. And then another gentleman comes in and he goes up to the counter and places an order and comes and sits down. And and this gentleman with the table beside me um, obviously won't know one another and they just start talking. How have you been? Um, and, and right out of the gate, they mentioned something about church. And, of course, the, the larger table is speaking to the gentleman by himself, apologizing that they haven't um, been to his church for a while. Where have you been? You know, you guys doing okay? Haven't seen you? And, you know, they go through the, the normal routine. This is why we weren't there the other day. And this is, you know, you know how it is. And um, he references, uh, was it homecoming? I think it was homecoming. I almost said camp meeting, but I think it was homecoming. Missed you at homecoming the other night. We had two salvations. I'm quoting now. We had two salvations last night. Um, one was an 18-year-old and the other was a 32-year-old. And um, You know, and this is literally, I'm quoting now. You know what? That just you just don't see that anymore. Um, 
presuming, I, I guess, presumably he's talking about salvations. Um, you just don't see that much anymore these days. And so they talked about that. Um, sorry, I've got a guy pulling out in front of me in this truck. A little distracting. Happens, it's happened before. So moving on. And so they're just having this, this discussion that by this time I'm quite intrigued about what they're saying. And what they're talking about. They've just got some Christian jargon and just the usual how, how so and so. Oh, you know, she's getting by. Oh, yeah, aren't we all? Um, and and in, the, in the midst of this conversation, they, they start to talk about health, of course. And they are older individuals. And I get it. I'm not old. I complain enough about how I feel. Perhaps I'll be that way when I'm old, too. And I'm not even 50 quite yet. And so, as expected, the conversation goes to um, COVID. And there is a, a discussion, of course, about like someone they knew that had it and masks. And um, the man that's by himself said, yeah, I just got my second vaccination last week. Um, and the, the lady on at the other table, she said, yeah, I've had both of mine. And I think she referenced the individual she was with has had his, his vaccinations as well. And then they kind of return to uh, just some Christian-y type discussion about church primarily. I hate to even call it Christian. It's just church. And, you know, they did mention how everything they have is, is from the good Lord and you know, if, if you if you follow this program at all, you know I live in southwest Virginia where I don't mean this at all derogatory, but the 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 Christians, the believers in this area are just very simple. Um, you know, they don't it's not that they don't have a deep belief or a deep faith, it's not about that. It's just that their their understanding in the most for the most part that I've seen in the only five years we've lived here is just very elementary. They know that God became flesh and he died on the cross and they're sinful. And, you know, he came to, to set them free and to invite them to heaven. You know, there was even a flavor of that today at the tables in the restaurant slash gas station of that. You know, of how, how, how awful it is here. And how great it's going to be when we're reunited with our relatives in heaven. It's just a very cookie-cutter, southern, Christian-American gospel discussion. And everything was kind of peppered with that kind of mentality and, and understanding. Um, and I, w- I would like to say that maybe five minutes into their dialogue, the, the two tables conversing... I just felt what I never really know how to appropriate, appropriately describe as I felt Holy Spirit begin to press something in me that I was going to be given an option, an opportunity, not made, not forced, um, an opportunity to say something, in, to interject myself into the conversation. Now, if you are um, an outgoing personality or just a major extrovert, I guess, maybe this wouldn't be a big deal, or maybe it's common for you. Maybe it's something you do with great regularity. Now, although I'm a man full of opinion and have plenty to say, I'm generally not, 
I'm generally, as a rule, not assertive into places where I'm not really invited in, which, you know, is most places. But, you know, there are conversations there where there are inquiries and invitations um, into some sort of a dialogue. Well, this was obviously outside of me, and I purposely early on laid my phone down because I, I felt that little check in me, and I've had this... I don't know, the last 15 years or so, well, longer than that, really. But just this, I would like to say, unction of Holy Spirit inside of me, requesting something of me, asking of me, asking something of me, something to do. And so, that being the case, I tried to posture myself to like, okay, this this might end up looking like something, and I might... I might speak to these people. And so I sat patiently listening to what they were saying. You know, not like glaring at them, but, you know, intently listening. They weren't even aware, weren't paying attention. Although the older lady did keep looking at me. That was notable. And so I I was, in all honesty, I was so convinced as, as time passed that I was going to somehow be inserted into this conversation. I was, I was literally expectant for one of them to say something to me. Um, and when, when the table with the three older, uh, people and the younger girl left, I, I, with a booth in between me and this other man, we're facing the same direction or we're facing one another rather. We're, we're facing each other. And I just felt a real, (laughs) I don't go by feelings now. And this takes some unpacking for people who are afraid of, you know, charismatic things. And, you know, a lot of people get terrified at this and slam the door, but I'm not one of those guys. I've, I've seen and heard and experienced too many things to, to push this out of my life in any way whatsoever. As we hold it rightly in maturity, I could just feel something brewing in the spiritual atmosphere. I could feel something in me stirring. So I just began to pray to myself and just listen and, and follow anything that would come to mind. And like, all right, Father, I feel like you're, you're pressing something into my innermost places that I'm supposed to act on. What is it? What would you have me say? I'm more than willing, I think, to, to speak to this man. Now, that being said, this is dangerous territory for some people, myself included, because sometimes... The Father will ask you to say and or do something that is completely foolish and hard to say. Um, I remember when I first started kind of walking in this arena, it was at least 15 years ago, and I was working in, in northeast Georgia, and at that time I would go to um, people's homes, and I would go to various businesses, and I would do auto detailing, um, similar to what I do now, but also quite different. Um, and I went to this one elderly lady's house about once a month and I wouldn't say we were friends or anything but we were of course on a friendship level I guess and we would talk and I knew she was uh, a widow and at, at this one afternoon in the summertime early summer beautiful day I'm over there working on her car and I had, I was just really in a season where I was just man I was I was cruising um, as far as like really walking in the spirit with, with alertness and awareness and hearing real clearly. 
I don't, I'm not always in that place. Um, are you? <laughs> uh, but I was then in that, in that season of my life. And I just remember like really asking the father, I, I, I want to speak on your behalf. I want to be your mouthpiece. I want to be your ambassador. I want to speak a word of truth to anyone that you might lead me to. And today I'm in this lady's house and, you know, so on and so forth. Well, I heard what I was to say, and, and I'll paraphrase because I don't have much time right now. We'll get right back to what I'm talking about unfolded today. But Holy Spirit asked me to ask her what she thought of, what came to mind when she thought about her deceased husband. I don't know if I've talked about this on the program before or not. I, perhaps I'm, I might have. But I remember clear as, as day, man, when, when I heard that, like, oh, no, I'm not going to say that. I can't ask her that. I mean, I'm a guy that was raised Midwest respect and honor. And, you know, you respect older people and, and you, I don't know, you revere them. You, you don't, you know, that generation, you just don't ask questions. You don't really go places like that. And I knew, I knew that. And so I guess in my willingness, it's kind of funny now looking back, but you know, God, I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll, I'll be your mouthpiece. You just speak to me and I'll do it. I'll say it, whatever you say. If I know that I'm to say it, then I will do it. And then, okay, well, again, <laughs> ask her what she thinks about when she thinks about her. What comes to mind when she thinks about her deceased husband? Oh, man. Oh, man. I wrestled back and forth for at least 30 minutes, maybe more. Okay, I'm going to do it. So I said, would you sit down with me? Greatly summarized, would you sit down? I sat on a porch swing with her for the next hour or so, and I asked her that question. And friends, what came out was something that only that question would have done. It was awesome. It was incredible. I'm not going to share that today. That's not the point. But the point really is this, what's on the preceding side. Because we never know what it's going to bring about. We never know what the Father's speaking to people. We never know what they're thinking. As much as we may think we know, we don't know what's in the hearts and minds of men. We barely know our own. But I remember that day was an awesome day. Why? Because I was willing to say something hard. Something in that, in that case very offensive. Now today, to get back to it and then bring it to a close, because again, we'll be brief today. I was confidently sure. Now, the wording I had to ask and trust the Father to give it to me. But I was sure I was supposed to challenge this man about the coronavirus vaccine that he said he had gotten. The other people came and went. I don't believe it had anything to do with them as far as me being pressed to say something. And, and I'm not going to go into all the details and science and what's in the vaccine and what's not and all the trials of how this and that happened with the vaccine to get to be how who it is what it is not who but what it is but it does have something to do with aborted fetus cells whether you like it or not whether you want to scientifically explain it away where it is it is strains and strains and strains and cells and cells and cells away from the original state of being an aborted fetus cell. You know, we can call it whatever we want. We can excuse it away and we can we can 
We can make everything okay in our mind to give us peace of mind, but the fact of the matter is most, if not all, of these vaccines are somehow tied to aborted fetus cells that some go back all the way to the first year of abortion in 1973, the year I was born. And these cells are are used, if they're not inserted into the actual vaccine, which is true for many vaccines, but in these uh, COVID-19 vaccines specifically, they the strains are used in testing form. They are used to run tests, to insert all these things. I'm not going to get into that. I'm no medical scientist. I'm not that. But the whole point was this. I asked the man if he was a believer, because I said, it sounds like you are from things you're saying. You've referenced church a lot. Do you believe in, in, in Jesus Christ? Is he, you know, all these things. Speaking language, he would understand. I'm not saying, do you know Yeshua Messiah? I'm not saying that. This is real life. <laughs> he probably has never heard the name Yeshua. I'm not being hard, but we've got to know who we're talking to. And so I'm talking to him about Jesus. I said, what are your positions on abortion? What do you believe the Bible says about abortion? He responded with a pretty predictable answer. I'm not trying to trap him. That's not my goal. My goal is to be obedient, period. I'm not interested in making an old man feel bad about something he's done. I've got no... Why in the world would I enjoy that? So, I ask him some questions. He answers, which which were pretty predictable answers. And I said, well, brother, can I ask you, did you give any time to think about the vaccine? Pray about the vaccine. Seek the heart of God for you to put that vaccine into your body. Did you research it? Did you study what's in it and how what is in it got there? Because it's being injected into your body. And I assume you know that the Bible talks about your body as a temple, a living temple. You, you do know, I'm saying now, I'm quoting myself, you do know that your body is a living temple, temple of the Holy Spirit of the living God. You are now his house. You're, you know you are his dwelling, right? And I'm talking respectfully, just to be clear. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly peppering what I'm saying with, you are my elder. You, you've, you're, you're in places that, that I've never been in my life. I, I'm not trying to dishonor you. It's not my goal. I kept making that clear, and he understood that. But I said, do you know that your body is a temple? Of the living God. He said, He said, Son, I do know that. I'm a preacher. If you heard me talking about the 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 homecoming a few minutes ago to this table next, this is my church. I'm a preacher. I said, Then brother, you know, right? You know that your body is a temple. And I just went on to challenge him about you've got to know what you're doing with your body. Now, why am I recording this? Well, it's multifaceted. The whole point is just to, to give an example of us stepping out and, and being used as vessels, mouth, the mouthpiece of, of, of Yahweh Elohim. Not just holding on for Beulah land in this horrible, wretched world because it's so bad and fallen and we're just holding on for something better and more beautiful in some fantasaical you know, heaven with our with our great grandmother. I mean, 
That's not even factual. That's not even biblically accurate. And that's why this is so multifaceted. But also, I mean, what are we doing with our bodies? We've lost, we've lost reverence and holiness of, of our bodies being a temple. Well, why is that? Because we're ignorant. It's, everything comes back to this. Because we're free in Jesus, we can do what we want now. Friends, do you see how everything leads here? If you listen to this podcast with any regularity, do you understand how everything that we talk about funnels down, channels down into this reality that we have lost our identity because we have lost the commands and purposes of Yahweh Elohim, our our identity in Him, who He's made us to be, who He's called us to be, and how we do it. Everything lands here. If we're just a people in Jesus, in grace, as I always say, willy-nilly, who says what we do and who says what we don't? What parameters? What expectations do we have? Do you have, friend? And here's me being completely honest, and then I'm going to end today. As I'm doing this, as I'm speaking to this man, in my hand is a bottle of Coca-Cola. And I felt conviction in my own heart towards myself. Now, I get it. Most people would say, well, wait a minute. You're equating like aborted fetus cells with drinking a Coke? For me, yes. For me, yes. As I say all the time, we're intense with the, with the, with the be holy as I am holy call upon our lives. We take that very seriously. What we see, what we, what we partake in, what we hear, all those things to us, they all matter. Everything matters. And so I'm just being transparent. I said to myself, and as I talked to the father after I left talking with that individual, that man, which did go very well, he wasn't offended. He just said, you know, I would never deliberately do anything like that, brother. I would never do that on purpose. And see, here's the hard part, right? And thankfully, the father's full of mercy and grace. And in in any of our ignorance towards any matter, he shows us, Mercy, 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 time and time and time again. Yes, but friends, there's got to be a time when we mature up and say, you know what, this is my responsibility to know what I'm doing, to know what I'm ingesting, to give attention to who I am and what I'm doing. And so that's really what I put before us all today. For me, I felt convicted in, in the word I brought to this brother you know what? Look what I'm doing. I'm drinking. I'm drinking toxic liquid. I mean, let's just I understand most people say, "Oh man, you're so legalistic. You got a problem. You're so bound." I'm not, but I don't have time to unpack that for you today. And I don't have to. It's not a defending my position type of issue. But friends, what are we doing? What do we do to care for our bodies? How do we preserve this temple of the living God? Individually, how do we be mindful of this dwelling where Yahweh Elohim has chosen to to make an abode? What an incredible thing. Friend, would you think about that today? What does that look like for you? What you eat, what you drink, what you watch, what medicines you take, 
what animals you put in your belly. Friends, all these things matter. I mean, we're going to have to stand before the king of all kings, and we're going to have to give an account for every single thing that we've done. And friends, if you break the speed limit in the natural world, going 85 and a 35, that policeman will not care whether or not you're aware of the law. Now, any 10-year-old can understand that, but we seem to lose that principle with the word of God and his commands and his ways. Oh, well... I didn't know that the speed limit was 35. God will surely let me off. Will that get you out of a speeding ticket with that state trooper? Will he let you go on the same criteria? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't realize you didn't know the law. You're free to go. You do understand that this is just simple understanding. We've got to be equally fair towards the laws of God and his expectations and what he deems is right, beneficial, acceptable, pleasing in his sight. So let's get to those things, shall we? You've been listening to the Pat to Zion podcast. Find us online 24-7, pattozion.com. Shoot us an email, pattozionpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Amen. <laughs>